0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To
3: follow,
0: not lead. To suffer, not prosper. To despair, not dream. I'd start with energy. I'd cut off America's supply of cheap, abundant energy. I couldn't take it by force. So I'd make Americans feel guilty about using the energy that heats their homes, fuels their cars, runs their businesses, and powers their economy. I'd make cheap energy expensive, so that expensive energy would seem cheap. I would empower unelected bureaucrats to all but outlaw America's most abundant sources of energy. After banning its use in America, I'd make it illegal for American companies to ship it overseas. If I wanted America to fail, I'd use their schools to teach one generation of Americans that their factories and their cars will have a new ice age, and I'd muster a straight face so I could teach the next generation that they're causing global warming. When it's cold out, I'd call it climate change instead. I'd imply that America's cities and factories could run on wind power and wishes. I'd teach children how to ignore the hypocrisy of condemning logging, mining, and farming while having roofs over their heads, heat in their homes, and food on their tables. I would never teach children that the free market, is the only force in human history, can lift the poor, establish the middle class, and create lasting prosperity. Instead, I'd demonize prosperity itself so that they will not miss but they will never have. If I wanted America to fail, I would create countless new regulations and seldom cancel old ones. It would be so complicated that only bureaucrats, lawyers, and lobbyists could understand them. That way, small businesses with big ideas wouldn't stand a chance. And I would never have to worry about another Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, or Steve Jobs. I would ridicule as flat-earthers those who urge them to lower energy costs by increasing supply. And when the evangelists of common sense try to remind people about the laws of supply and demand, I'd enlist the sympathetic media to drown them out. If I wanted America to fail, I would empower unaccountable bureaucracies seated in a distant capital to bully Americans out of their dreams and their property rights. I'd send federal agents to raid guitar factories for using the wrong kind of wood. I'd force homeowners to tear down their own homes built on their own land. I'd make it almost impossible for farmers to farm, miners to mine, loggers to log, and builders to build. Because I don't believe in free markets, I'd invent ones. I'd devise fictitious products like carbon credits and trade them in imaginary markets. i convince people that this would create jobs and be good for the economy. If I wanted America to fail, for every concern I'd invent a crisis, and for every crisis I'd invent a cause. Like shutting down entire industries and killing tens of thousands of jobs in the name of saving spotted owls. And when everyone learned the stunning irony that the owls were victims of their larger cousins and not people, it would already be decades too late. If I wanted America to fail, I'd make it easier to stop commerce than to start it, easier to kill jobs than create them, more fashionable to resent success than to seek it. When industries seek to create jobs, I'd file lawsuits to stop them, and then I'd make taxpayers pay for my lawyers. If I wanted America to fail, I would transform the environmental agenda from a document of conservation to an economic suicide pact. I would concede entire industries to our economic rivals by imposing regulations that cost trillions. I would celebrate those who preach environmental austerity in public while indulging a lavish lifestyle in private. I convince Americans that Europe has it right and that America has it wrong. If I wanted America to fail, I would prey on the goodness and the decency of ordinary Americans. I would only need to convince them that all of this is for the greater good. If I wanted America to fail, I, I suppose I wouldn't change a thing. I wanted America to fail.
2: Well, good evening folks and uh welcome to another hour of the C Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, doctor C Robert Jones. Uh we got <laughs> I'm chuckling because of uh you know, some stuff I'm reading in the chat room here on uh, Blog Talk Radio's website. Some some good stuff going on there. Um there's a lot there's a lot going on uh, in the news today. A lot of stuff happened today. Uh, but we're gonna touch on just a couple of things because I know you already watch the news, you already know what's going on. and uh, if there's something uh, specific you'd like to discuss, you know you're free to call in three four seven eight eight four eight five hundred and uh and you can talk about it but uh you know the big deal is the bipartisan uh, budget deal that was reached which is i guess good for some and bad for others uh like myself um it's bad for me because i'm a pensioner with the united states government you know i spent 30 years as a uh, 31 years as a united states marine from the age of 17 onward and uh you know, one of the, the great selling points of staying with the military was that at the end of twenty years, uh, you uh, you you were welcome to retire with just over half your salary, and of course all the medical benefits that you could uh, that you could you know that you could stand. And a a few other uh, things thrown in. And so that was the biggest selling point when I was a young Marine. Stay in and at the end of 20 years, you know, you could retire and, uh, you know, live happily ever after and all that. Well, basically the pension has been drawn down a bit and i'd like to get into details but uh i'm not sure we're going to really have a lot of time for that um it, a deal has been reached and there were other um other cuts that could be made and i'm not sure you know uh i think that um a lot of uh, democrats are going to lose their seats next year but I also believe now that this budget deal has gone through and Obama has pledged to sign it, that there are going to be a few surprise Republicans who are going to lose their seat. The Tea Party will undoubtedly be out in force, and there will be a few changes in the Republican Party as well. I do believe that we'll come out on top, of course, and uh, – uh, there's a lot of um, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, stuff happening today. Hope and change. 2014. New Obama advisor compares GOP to uh, Jonestown cults. That's interesting because I was comparing my friend Max to the Jonestown cult. We're a charismatic leader steps in and promises the whole wide world. He says that we collectively can do this and collectively we can do that. And uh, the Reverend Jim Jones was all about socialism, Marxism, and share the wealth. And indeed, the move to Jonestown was pretty much all about that with he as the leader, uh, the director. And of course, as many of you know, I helped to uh, edit a book uh, by my good friend Leslie Cathy, uh, who uh, wrote the book uh, um, Slavery of Faith. And uh, you, can, you can look for that book online almost anywhere, and you'll find Slavery of Faith. Leslie is one of the few survivors... Of the uh, Jonestown massacre, carrying her little b- boy, her little baby on her back through the jungle for more than sixty miles um, to reach a point where she could be free. After this, is all while the um, the uh, the Kool Aid drinking is going on, where uh, and then folks who are who refuse are being uh, are being murdered. Uh, Leslie managed to slip away and uh, and escape to freedom, but the GOP is certainly. Not about collectivism and you know all of that stuff, and so to find that um, that this hope and change thing uh, uh, that the Obama advisor is comparing uh, the GOP to Jonestown uh, makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, but but that's what's going on, John Podesta. Uh, was just named the new senior-level advisor to President Obama last week, but he's already ruffling a whole lot of feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 1978 uh, cyanide poisoning of more than 900 of his followers in jo- in Guyana, Jim Jim Jones. I go on to read his quote: "They need to focus on executive action, given that they are facing a second term against a cult." worthy of Jonestown in charge of one of the houses of Congress, end quote, said Podesta, of what Obama's White House team faces. So they're going to go with executive action in order to get around actual the Constitution and Congress because uh, according to Mr. Podesta, uh, the House, which is uh, made up, of the representatives of the people of this great nation are acting like uh, Jim Jones uh, followers. Um, And so in order to get around Congress and the Constitution and all the checks and balances and all that stuff, all that pesky, uh, 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 inconvenient stuff, they're going to uh, go to executive action. So that's interesting. But what everybody's talking about, everybody in the whole wide world is talking about is what Barbara Walters said uh, on the Pierce Morgan uh, uh, show. So we'll go ahead and, and, and get that clip
0: ready for you. Here it is. Check it out. You have interviewed every president of my lifetime. Why? is Obama facing so much opposition now? Why is he struggling so much to really fulfill the great flame of ambition and excitement that he was elected on originally in in 2009?
3: Well, we've touched on it to a degree. He made so many promises. We thought that he was going to be I shouldn't say this is Christmas time but the next messiah and the whole Obamacare or whatever you want to call that a formidable uh, affordable health act uh, it just hasn't worked for him and he stumbled around on it and people feel very disappointed because they expected more it's very difficult when the expectations for you are very high you're you're almost better off when they're low and and then they rise and rise his were very high and they've dropped. But, you know, he still has several years to go. Uh, what does he have? Three years more, Pierce? And, you no. know, there will be a lot of changes, one when, when thinks, in that time.
2: Okay. Barbara, you shouldn't... Perhaps Barbara shouldn't use the word Messiah during any time of year, least of all Christmas. Referring to a man, President uh, Barack Hussein Obama. We've heard this Messiah uh, label placed on him from the time he entered office until, well, today. Uh, Remember the, uh, the painting, the infamous painting of Obama riding on an ass? An ass riding on an ass uh, down the streets of uh, the Pennsylvania Avenue uh, wearing uh, uh, sackcloth and uh, and, and, a, uh, and, a, and a and a crown of thorns on his head. remember that there's an actual picture of it somewhere um, he's been compared to Jesus Christ, Abraham Lincoln, Ronald Reagan and uh, FDR. And he's been compared to all of them all at once. Uh, But – oh, and Superman. Don't forget that. He's been compared to uh, uh, Superman. But most notably, throughout Obama's tenure as president of the United States, he's been referred to as the Messiah, uh, godlike, messianic. All of these terms have been used to describe this man, and what I find galling is that obviously – He's none of that. He, he's, he, he seems barely bright enough to uh, um, issue a speech, uh, utter a speech without the use of a mechanical device called a teleprompter. He seems to be unable and, and inarticulate. Uh, he, he, he seems to not be able to get his message across without the aid of that device, and I find that it's, it's very hard to sell brilliance on a man who can't seem to memorize a speech. Uh, if that were the case, then men uh, like FDR and uh, and John F. Kennedy and almost all of the the presidents of the of the early 20th century on back would would would, would be found to be inept. I mean, how would they ever get their message across? Uh, one president in in particular, uh, we call him Abraham Lincoln, from Kentucky. He claims uh illinois but he's actually from kentucky the the brilliant speeches he gave and brevity is the soul of wit and most of his speeches were quite brief were written down and the notes were placed in his in his hat marines call it a cover in his hat and uh he gave these brief speeches and most of them were memorized and it was just it was just fantastic but uh uh, but but the the label of brilliance and and uh, all of that it, it's just I don't I don't know so now uh, Cal Living is in the room and uh, Flycast and and a whole host of folks Evil Clown Alexander Solo uh, I am John Gall, Swing Easy and a whole lot of folks Robert let's look at what race is playing uh, placing all those titles upon Obama. If truth be told, what race is placing all these titles on Obama? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I mean, I never gave that really any thought. Who is labeling Obama the Messiah and Messianic? You know, as much as I decry some of the the failings uh, with regard to our president on uh, so-called African Americans, a title I, I refuse to to, to use. Uh, to, to 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 label on myself, uh, I, I don't I don't think they would quite go that far, and so Flycast has answered the question. The white race has labeled uh, President Obama the Messiah, and uh, Barbara Walters. Um, th- this happens from time to time when you when you stay in the limelight just way too long. You, you, I mean. I don't know, she's 70-something years old, or 80, close to 80. When you get to a point in your life where you just have been around t- just too long, you know, a famous, my, 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 my idol, my, my, my idol, my singing, performing idol, Frank Sinatra, he just stayed around too long. He performed too long. His voice was shot, but he went out and he sang anyway, and folks loved him. God bless him. They loved him anyway, cause he was frank. But here we have another case of just staying around too long. Barbara Walters said that uh, you heard her remark that uh, Obama has another several years to go as president. He's got barely three, and he'll be done. But I think Flycatch in the in the chat room has put it succinctly and put it and put it rightly. White guilt is destroying our nation white guilt is destroying our nation and i've said it so many times on these radio shows and other places that uh... the white race has basically what they have done is they have hired an affirmative action president it doesn't matter what his credentials were he could have been a graduate of uh... university of illinois wouldn't have made any difference You know, he speaks well, he wears a nice suit, he's got some charisma, he lies his ass off, and he does it well. Well, that's all you really need for a politician, right? And so he fit the bill. But there's nothing brilliant about the man. There's nothing intellectually stimulating about anything he's said or anything he's done. Now, I can tell you with a straight face and with all honesty that I have met the man. I have stood in front of him. I am from Chicago. I'm from the south side of Chicago, um, and I've met him once. Quite frankly, I wasn't impressed with the guy, and I'm being completely honest with you. He he had a limp-wristed handshake. He didn't look me in the eye when he spoke to me. One of the things my father taught me as a young child, Look a person in the eye when you speak to him and then offer a firm handshake, the firmest you can give. He did neither of those, and those two things alone caused me to discount the man. So the question is, has the cult of Obama seen its first media apostate? When false gods are seen to fail. Now, what I'm reading to you right now is from the American Thinker, December 18, 2013, Barbara Walters on Obama. We thought he was going to be the next messiah. So if you want to go along with this, uh, with what I'm reading here, just go ahead to the American Thinker and uh, and look for uh, Barbara Walters on Obama. We thought he was going to be the next messiah. All right, so it goes on to say that when false gods are seen to fail, their believers turn against them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've seen that happen. We've seen that happen in both real life and in The Wizard of Oz. Remember that movie? I can't keep going back to it because Frank L. Baum, when he wrote The Wizard of Oz, he was actually writing about real people, politicians and such who promised the whole world but could not deliver, and that the people actually had the power within themselves all along and that they didn't need some false idol or politician to help them along. That's really what that book was all about. But shh, shh, don't tell anybody. They just thought it was about a cowardly lion, a tin woodsman, and a straw dude. So but but, but, let's go on further. How many times have we seen it? Mussolini, Hitler, and so on and so forth, not comparing Mr. Obama to any of those folks, not just yet. Well, in some ways he's like them, but um, he hasn't killed anybody here yet that we know of. He's fond of those damn drones, though, where he's knocking folks off in other countries left and right, and he's even bragged about how good he is with the drones even though i probably – he's probably never actually seen one. But – I mean like actually stood and seen one. But here we go. True believers turn against their so-called messiahs. There seems to be the beginning of something like this happening to Barack Obama who promised to halt the, to halt the rise of the oceans and bring us together. In a stunning confession of media bias, Barbara Walters, discussing Barack Obama, admitted to CNN's Pierce Morgan, and you heard it, he made so many promises. We thought he was going to be, oh, I shouldn't say this at Christmas time, but the next Messiah. What the hell was she thinking when she said that? No, she shouldn't have said it. She shouldn't have said it at all, ever especially at Christmas time. How could you do that? that is just, I mean, is it just dumb? It's got to be the dumbest thing. And she's never going to live it down. It's like that dude at MSNBC who said that when listening to one of Obama's speeches that he got a thrill up his leg. What kind of man, even if he did get a thrill up his leg, would actually admit it <laughs> from, from listening to the sound of another man's voice? Well, I'm sure there's some men who would, but I don't know any of them, and I thank God for that. But I'll tell you, not that there's anything wrong with that, but Barbara Walters said, we thought he was going to be, I shouldn't say this at Christmas, and then she should have halted and said, well, I'm not going to say this. And then like, edit that out and then say, we thought he was going to be the next great president or so on and so forth. Why would she come out and say, I shouldn't say this at Christmas, but the next messiah. What, is, there, is there supposed to be a next messiah? Because it's my understanding that there was only one. And his name was Jesus. And Jesus is supposed to come back for his third act, his third and final act, if I'm not mistaken, and set things straight. So is, And is, is Barbara Walters suggesting that she thought that Jesus was going to come back in the form of a big-eared black dude? Who could barely say his own name without the aid of a teleprompter. And he was going to be Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, and set things straight. Did she actually believe that President Obama was Jesus Christ come back in the form of a Muslim, a black man? I mean, it's appealing. It's an appealing thought. Is it not? (laughs) Come on, Barbara. This is what happens when you get really old and you don't know what the hell is going on and you start saying really wild, crazy stuff. I don't – I. I mean this is the show tonight folks there's so much going on going on in the world so so much going on in the news today but this is what we're talking about the Barack Obama being viewed she said wait a minute now she said that we we who the heck is we can we play this one more time yeah i think we should let's play it one more time just just for fun
0: let's listen You have interviewed every president of my lifetime. Why is Obama facing so much opposition now? Why is he struggling so much to really fulfill the great flame of ambition and excitement that he was elected on originally in in 2009?
3: Well, we've touched on it to a degree. He made so many promises. We thought that he was going to be, I I shouldn't say this at Christmas time but the next messiah. And the whole Obamacare, or whatever you want to call that. All right. He
2: said that we shouldn't we thought that he was going to be the next messiah who is we her and her husband her and her neighbor across the street or is she saying the media thought that he was going to be the next messiah or who who,
3: well well i don't know maybe she'll clarify let's let's to a degree he made so many promises we thought that he was going to be i shouldn 't say this at Christmas time, but the next Messiah and the whole Obamacare or whatever you want to call that a formidable uh, affordable health she said it with a straight face
2: i 'm looking at the, the video here. she actually said this says this with a straight face
3: it just hasn 't worked for him, and he stumbled around on it, and people feel very disappointed because they expected more. It's very difficult when the expectations for you are very high. You're, you're almost better off when they're low, and, you, and then they rise and rise. His were very high, and they've dropped. But, you know, he still has several years to go. Uh, what does he have, three years more, Pierce?
2: Three years and several years are not the same thing. Several years? He's got three years. Is he going to become the Messiah that they expected in the three years? Because I can't imagine the Messiah lying through his teeth and saying that if you like your health care, you can keep it, knowing that it wasn't true. If you like your doctor, you can keep it. If you like your... I can't imagine Jesus Christ coming back for the third act, the third and final act to set the world right. And... Starting off with socialized medicine, the, the the Affordable Care Act, and raising premiums uh, of folks being uh, uh, taken off their insurance, cancellation notices going to the tune of 6 to $7 million so far, a botched website, you would think that the Messiah, that Jesus Christ could put a decent website together. I know I'm making light of it, and perhaps I shouldn't, but... I'm not going to make the mistake of Barbara Walters. When I say perhaps I shouldn't, I'm going to stop right here and not. <laughs> Cuz Barbara I need to learn from Barbara, Barbara Walters mistake. If you shouldn't, if you believe you shouldn't, then don't. Because Barbara did and she shouldn't.
3: And you know, no. there will be a lot of changes when one thinks in that time.
2: All right, <laughs> so, so the word of the day uh, is if you, if you believe that you shouldn't and you say to yourself, perhaps I shouldn't, then don't, okay, don't. Just imagine someone of Walter's stature actually admitting that she and others expected Obama to be the next messiah. Quite a thing to say. On the very day a new poll found this president having the lowest approval rating since my main man and yours, Richard Milhouse Nixon. I cried during his funeral, by the way. Cried like a baby. It's also worth noting that this came the day after the Washington Post said Obama was responsible for three of the t- top 10 biggest lies of the year, and five days after Polifact awarded him the lie of the year, and that's rough even for a politician, the lie of the year, not not what the New York Times says, it was a miss, he misspoke, no, he lied his ass off, and so many of you bought it, I know I didn't. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no,
2: I didn't. So, let's contemplate all of this. A lot of chatter going on in the chat room. Obama was placed into office to negate the white voter. And it worked. However, now the white youth are turning their backs on him. Indeed, flycatcher writes that in the chat room. Oh, crazy man, crazy! All right, so 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 uh <laughs> we're gonna take a short break. Yeah, we are, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna we're gonna talk some more about all of this. It, it it's crazy, man. Great, Barbara Walters. Now, what have we learned here tonight, folks? If you say to yourself, "Perhaps I shouldn't do it," just stop. Otherwise. You're bound to do what Barbara did, and that is make an ass out of yourself. So the reason Key said that Jesus Christ wouldn't vote for Barack Obama was because of Obama's fanatical support of abortion to the point of condoning infanticide. You can't handle the truth. Political correctness gone wild. I see that
1: people. These
2: aren't really good reasons to suggest that he's scared, only that he's stupid. What is
1: your major malfunction, subnuts? Not- you are
2: cock-blocking. You are in the way. <laughs> I'm looking into trying to get a rooster that doesn't crow.
1: <laughs> are you going to trust me or your lying eyes? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me surely. Yeah, I believe in the principle that you pay as you go. Obama was, in the words of
2: Louis Farrakhan, she elected before he was elected. There's a rhyme in there somewhere. Why so serious? And I laughed out loud with glee.
0: At every opportunity, I'm standing in the grocery line. Ha 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 day, I'm uh, doing the laundry.
1: Ha <laughs> ha Oh, I'm walking the
0: dog. <laughs> I was napping. I went. <laughs>
1: it's all
2: because of the news today. Does anybody really know what time
0: it is? Does anybody really care? This is David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. You're listening to Dr. C. Robert Jones and the Situation Report every weekday at 8 p.m. Eastern
1: Time. snow, apple cider warming on the stove, pencil twinkling everywhere, holly hanging on the stairs, it must be Christmas Eve, angel sitting high upon a tree, watching over presents patiently, Cookies on a plate. Santa Claus is on his way. The kids should be fast asleep, Well, sleigh bells are ringing in their heads, twisting like little tops.
2: peeking out the window to
1: see what they can see.
2: It's a candy cane
1: Christmas, sweet as it can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: man, I love that song. My goodness. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay. Now, there's something I didn't mention uh, earlier uh when we were talking about obama being the messiah you know the 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 the, the history channel series the bible um there's a big uh big write up in that uh, uh um uh, all across uh the globe uh folks who i mean all across the globe not just in the united states uh, about the character who plays uh well the uh, satan the devil um the, 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 the actor and the devil himself looks the spitting image of Barack Hussein Obama. Watch the show or go to the History Channel's website and look at the dude who is playing the devil, Satan. Looks just like Barack Hussein Obama. Somebody was having a little fun there. Because there's, there's, there was nothing but denials all over the place that, no, that was, it wasn't meant to be that way, or no, he doesn't look anything like the president, blah, 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 blah. Look for yourself, and there are pictures, side-by-side side comparison pictures between the guy who plays Satan, the Satan character, and Barack Obama. i tell you what. They look exactly the same. Like the, the 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 Satan just looks a little older. The picture uh, of Satan on his side looks just looks a little older, a little more weathered. But they're the same dude. But so Barbara, Barbara just went too far, folks. She went too far. She 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 went she went way way far. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Walters did not seem to be ta- taking any responsibility at all for her embrace of a false messiah. You know, I think, but I, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not, but it just came to me. Barbara Walters is Jewish, so, uh, I I I know I, I no no, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what Barbara didn't do, and I'm just gonna stop. So she didn't take responsibility. She seems to lament Obama's mistake in overselling himself and takes no responsibility for the buying. Because so many people were saying that oh, Mr. Obama, oh, he's so brilliant. He's the smartest man in the room. And I was actually on a panel uh uh be, just before obama took office when he was president elect with another group of of black folks you know in washington dc on the whur radio uh, radio station where one of the panelists sitting next to me referred to president obama as brilliant and then he went on to state that president obama's iq was off the charts and of course i challenged the young man i said well how do you know that? I mean, it's to my knowledge you've never even met President Obama. You know, at least I can say I met the man. But how do you know that President Obama's IQ is off the charts and that he is brilliant? I pointed out the fact that his college transcripts, Occidental, Columbia, Harvard, are all field. How do you know how brilliant he is? I mean, do, what facts do you have to support that? Well, of course, when caught, like they usually are, they hem and haw and stutter, and then they kind of go off subject, which is what the young man did. There's an interview of it on YouTube somewhere. Let's to dig it up. But as it turns out, Barack Obama has a respectable IQ of right around 125, 130. Which is just slightly above average. So, him being brilliant and his IQ being off, but this is what I'm saying here, folks. Is just just an example of how early on Obama has been was built up to be a lot more than just an ordinary man, just a politician. It's very difficult when the expectations for you are very high. You're almost better off when they are low and then they rise. This is Barbara, I'm quoting Barbara Walters, so I'll start it with a quote. Quote, it's very difficult when the expectations for you are very high. You're almost better off when they're low, and then they rise and rise. His were very high, and they've dropped. Well, whose fault is that? You know, even a narcissist, and egotists like Barack Hussein Obama didn't go around all the time talking about how smart and how brilliant he was. Not all the time. No, it was, it was, it was white voters, it was black voters, and it was the media. The media built him up and those sycophants who, who, surrounded, who surrounded him who were building him up as being this brilliant man, this messiah, this messianic figure. And we've talked about this many times on previous uh, blog talk radio shows where folks were building him up to be a godlike figure. Early on in his in his first year, folks were uh, across the globe were saying that that President Obama was not he was bigger than the presidency. He was bigger than the American presidency and that he was in fact the president of the world. He was the world's president. Does anyone r- remember that at all? I do. Confession is good for the soul, Miss Walters. To label the president of the United States the Messiah, that she thought that he was going to be the Messiah. That she thought that... You got to – You got it. You have to. Either. Either you're just. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the collective collective left can be forgiven. Maybe they can be forgiven for for placing all their trust in candidate Obama. Indeed, when he was running for president in '07 and '08, he did make all sorts of campaign promises that the vast majority of progressives believed. They believed it. They trusted him. When he later didn't deliver on many of them, including the, quote, if you like your health care plan, you can keep it, pledge. Although in fairness, that came later. The party of change became the party of disillusionment. Mm Mm-hmm. So to be fair to Miss Walters, I don't think most true leftists felt or feel Barack Obama was actually the Messiah, evidenced by their hostility toward Christianity and Christmas and everything Christian-like, Christian-like. I remember when Barack Obama uh, visited my alma mater at Georgetown University and his people demanded that all signs of Christianity be covered over. In fact, the very hall where President Obama gave a speech in his first year, the uh, crosses and uh, Christian symbols were covered over with tarps. And subsequently, the following year, I ceased donations to uh, my alma mater. And I have yet to uh, yet to resume because they shouldn't have caved to the president's demands. It's a Judeo-Christian school. I mean, how, how do you how do you, you, you it, it, if you're if you are true to your beliefs, you say no to this and turn the president away if you need to, because after all, he is just a man. But I don't believe that most Democrats actually believe that he was messianic, that he's a messiah. No, they wanted everyone else to believe it so that the agenda would have a much easier pathway to fruition, so that Obama could fundamentally transform the United States of America. It would make it so much easier if folks – Perceived Obama to be messianic, to, to they, that that perhaps he was sent here from another place, another place in time. Perhaps it would be easier for us to accept change that we could possibly believe in. You know, much like the story of you know putting a big old fat frog in a pot of cold water. And putting him on the stove, in the pot of cold water. And then gradually turning up the heat just a little, just a little. Frog don't know what the hell is going on. He's just swimming around in that pot, wondering, where am I going in this pot? I can't can't go far. Until the next thing you know, he's tits up and taking on water. That's what's happening here. That's, that's what liberals wanted here. They wanted us to be mesmerized. They wanted us to sit in that pot of cool water and just say, wow, this is some nice cool water. Until the next thing you know, we're floating belly up because we believed in the hype. Much Obama has so much in common with the story of the emperor uh, having, uh, having no clothes, the emperor's new clothes, that story. He has so much in common with The Wizard of Oz. He has so much in common with the rise of Hitler, ben- Benito Mussolini. All of these folks have so much in common. I'm not suggesting that President Obama uh, was Hitler-esque. Or that he was on that level at all. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to get through to folks is that all of these folks made grand promises to their people. They lied. They made outlandish claims. They made promises that they knew that they either could not keep or were not going to. And They led their people to the down the path to ruin, and just like I told you about my friend Max yesterday uh she's a she's a police she's a former police chief and a very smart woman, but yet that's her man, President Obama. I try to make arguments and say, well, what has he done for you? What do you like about him? What policies do you, do, do you, do, do you approve of? All of them. Well, name one or two. She refuses to do so. Well, I'm not really into all that. She's one of those Kool-Aid drinkers. She's following this guy right over a cliff. And she's doing it because she thinks he's cool. She's doing it because we need to support, as she says, a black president. Why? Because he's black. Really? We need to support this dude just because he's black, even though we may not agree with his policies? Or we need to support him and agree with his policies because he's black? He's the first black president? So I'm supposed to follow this dude blindly and like support him? Yeah, no. But here we are, folks. And what's lovely, what's lovely about all of this is that America, and it's not too late because as Kevin Jackson of the Black Sphere has written about in his blogs and on his website, America will self-correct. Check out Kevin Jackson and the Black Sphere, his website, www.blacksphere.com. And he has a show on Blog Talk Radio. He wrote that America will self-correct, and in fact, we are, we're, we're doing that. It's just one election too late. But we are self-correcting. Flycatch writes in the chat room, Obama removed the bust of Churchill from the White House, and that was by design. Of course it was. Of course it was by design, and then and then, flycatch, they attempted to lie their way out of it and spin it, and then they got caught because one of the White House aides admitted that they did it because… Uh, That uh, that because uh, Obama had issues with Churchill because Churchill did something to one of his relatives way back in the day or Churchill was one of Churchill's policies had something to do with Kenya and all that. But they try to spin it and say that, um, well, you know, the bus was just on loan and uh, it was time to return it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, folks. We're gonna we're gonna continue. You know what? We're gonna continue this Barbara Walters Obama Messiah thing. We're gonna unless something really good, I'm talking just just earth shaking, happens tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have to come back to this tomorrow. We're, we 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 just have we just don't have enough time. We we don't we we don't have enough time. to to finish this off properly. So uh, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the show tonight. We're just about three minutes to go. Uh, Thank you so much for listening tonight. There's so many things that you could be doing with your time, and you came in to listen to my show, and I so appreciate it because you didn't have to be here, and you're here, and I love it. And thank you so much. Um, God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. And we'll be back tomorrow, 8 p.m., be there or be square. Remember to call in. Call in. The call in number is 347-884-8500. We are out.
1: O-U-T. Good night, folks.